Well, for those of you who don't, haven't realized it yet, Pastor Dave is not here today. Dave and Karen are over on the coast uh, um, celebrating the graduation of their son-in-law, um, Matthew. And so they're with Marika and Matthew this weekend, and, and we wish them a wonderful weekend and safe travels back, back to us. I worked, uh, and I've been thinking about this since Dave has uh, asked me quite some time ago to put together a, a message for today, and, and uh, so I have been working at that dil- diligently, and as the Lord does, just about the time you think you have your thoughts together, and he puts something else in your mind, and he puts something else in your mind, and you're, you're working at these scriptures, and I finally got something down on paper last night, but anyway... Um, not because I was procrastinating, I just was waiting to see exactly where to go with this. And uh, I shared her in the first service, it says that uh, often often I get an opportunity to speak at different churches because of I'm, I'm part of the Gideons International, and, and, and I go there with my notes of what I'm going to say, and uh, invariably there's something that goes on at the first of that service, whether that's in the music or whether that's in the in the Sunday school or something that uh, might change or tweak things a little bit. And so, um, you know, that happened a little bit today also. So um, today it happened to be in music. Now, that's one of the songs that I was thinking of on the way into in this morning as I'm driving in before Becky and them was a Chris Christopherson song. And, and if any of you who have stood up here um, can relate to this song. It's called "Why Me, Lord? <laughs> what have I ever done to deserve every one of the pleasures and the gifts that I've known? Tell me, Lord, what did I ever do that was worth love from you and the kindness that you've shown?" That was the first song that uh, that I was thinking of, and then um, Ted and them sang sang a song during the first service that also spoke a little bit to this, and. Uh, and this kind of tails on to, kind of wanted to tail on to what David talked about last week, but um, the song was, all my, hope is, all my hope is in Jesus. Thank God that yesterday's gone. All my sins are forgiven. I've been washed in his holy blood. That's just a little bit of that. And, uh, you know, Dave talked a little bit um, last week about what it took to get your attention and, and finally um, get you on track. You know, God provided some huge things. Some paid heed to that, some didn't. Um, as to me, it took a lot to get my attention. Um, kind of shared a, shared a little bit about that maybe in the past, but um, I do. I, I, you know, I thank God that my yesterdays are gone, that I'm not the same person I was. Um, thank him every day for that. Uh, oftentimes I, I wear I wear a cross. Uh, sometimes it's uh, it's like today it's out invisible, but almost every day I wear a cross uh, under my shirt. And it's not the not as a symbol necessarily that I'm a Christian, but it's a symbol to me that Christ came into my life and helped to change uh, change me from where I was at. So, um, you know, the topic of I this. The sermon today is kind of is about taking God's word out into the community, and somewhere along through my ramblings, I hope that I get to part of that, and uh, 
and that you'll bear with me in that. Um, yeah, um, I did pray about this, and uh, and it was really crazy as you start and pick a scripture and you think that ties to you, and then you say, well, that scripture refers back to this, and back here, and pretty soon... Um, you're all over the place, and you got to remind yourself, just get back on track, get a message that God wanted you to give today, and uh, there'll be other days right, uh, for, for that to be shared. So how many of you were sitting here in the church service, uh, your first church service, and uh, God spoke right to your heart, and you jumped up, and all of a sudden you changed your life, and you said, I'm giving my life over to Jesus Christ right here, right now, today, and it's it's happening. And you rush to the front of the church to do that. None. No, that's, that's good. That means I'm not alone in this thing. Um, and God, Dave's talked about this for a long time. I wanted, as we went back, you know, I, I looked back on my life and, and um, Becky and I's life together for a long, long time. Um, you know, it didn't happen like that. It doesn't always happen like that. Christ meets you where you're at. He wants you to know he's going to meet you where you're at. He did that. But he, as Dave puts it, he, he's willing to woo you during those times when you're not in the place you should be. He places people in our lives and in front of us that were somewhat different than what, where I was headed. Um, and he continued to do that. It didn't matter whether we were in Oregon. It didn't matter whether we were in Idaho. We moved to Spokane. Then, and, uh, you know, we moved up here. We've been deeply, deeply blessed. But he's wooed us onto that, uh, to that spot where we're at today, which is, you know, he's still got a lot of work to do on me, not so much with Becky, but uh, he does uh, have a lot of work yet to do on me. And, uh, and I praise him for being patient. I kind of look at it this way. How many of you, when you were younger, were were um, were picked to be on a on a team? You know, you went out to PE and they selected two people to start um, choosing on the teams, and and this guy gets chosen, and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, you're sitting over here, and you go, "Man, I wish I was on that team. We're going to get slaughtered." You know, well, that's kind of how it is when you're. When Jesus is wooing you, he says, hey, you're, all, you're over there on the wrong team. How come you're not over here with me? He says, I've got, I've got some great things planned over here, and we're going to win. I can tell you we're going to win. And, uh, and finally you decide, you know, maybe it is better over on that other team. You see that in the people that were around you, um, by the way they live, by the way they care for one another, different things. That, hey, they're on a different team than I'm on. And I want a little part of that. Well, it's no secret to any of us as we look around and, and look around the, the world that the world has a lot of issues. There's family issues, relationship issues, work issues, financial issues, health issues, and the list goes on and on. All of these same issues, though, that have been addressed in the past in the Bible. And... Uh, and the hope that there's a way out from some of these problems. So I've had an opportunity to be involved in, in also a, a walk with Christ where they take people who know Christ or think they know Christ and they 
and it lifts you up to another level so you're hopefully better at going out and sharing him with others. There's millions of people here who don't know our Lord and Savior. And the truth is, most of those in our community are not going to come waltzing in the door to find Jesus Christ. Um, you know, um, it's going to... <clears throat> that uh, they're not going to come waltz in the door. Sunday morning, they're not just going to wake up Sunday morning and come to church and, and look to find him. I believe that we are the hands and feet of Christ, and that is true. Um, we are the ones who are going to be used to show his love and compassion to others, and, to find, and then they'll want to find out more about Jesus Christ. It's not just about Pastor Dave on Sunday morning. Pastor Dave helps to refuel us, and he's, he's out in our community with everyone. But it's not just up to Pastor Dave to get out and get people through the doors. It's up to all of us. Um, you know, um, let's see. Many of us, you know, you know, I touched on that, that I get a chance to talk at, at, at different churches many Sundays when I'm gone. And often on those Sundays... Um, this scripture really speaks to me, and I share that scripture. And this is Isaiah fifty-five, eleven, verse eleven, and that scripture reads: "It is the same with my word; I send it out, and it will always produce fruit. It will accomplish all that I want it to do, and it will prosper everywhere that I send it." And it takes me a little bit to digest that, but it's a, what it is: is that you know we can go out and share and share with somebody maybe our story maybe you comfort them and you talk to them a little bit about Jesus and our hope is that hey let's grab hands and let's go dancing into church on Sunday now I've told you all about Jesus Christ but sharing those words are going to accomplish what God wants them to do not necessarily what we want them to do he's going to continue to woo that person and uh, hopefully get them from where they're at today and so don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged at all if, uh, if it doesn't happen on our time. It's going to happen on Christ's time. And uh, I, have to, I have to remind me, myself that often, that uh, our job is just to plant the seed. Others are going to come along and water that seed, and, uh, and that's what it is. Well, the cool thing is, is God doesn't, he doesn't ask us to just jump up as soon as we are, um, as soon as we've learned about him. He wants us to learn more about him first. He didn't do that with the apostles either. He says, um, because even after they'd spent a good long period of time with him, um, after after he was passed away on the through the crucifixion. For during 40 days after his crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles, to the apostles from time to time, and pro- to prove to them in many ways that he was actually alive. He was alive. He had overcome. He had overcome death. On these occasions, he talked to them about the kingdom of God. In one of those meetings, <clears throat> he was eating a meal with them. He told them. Do not leave Jerusalem until a father sends you, or until a father sends you what he promised. 
Remember I have told you about this before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will baptize with the Holy Spirit. When the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, are you going to free Israel now and restore our kingdom? Jesus replied, the Father sets those dates, and they are not for you to know. But when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will receive power, and you will tell the people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Um, Jesus didn't travel throughout the entire world to change that. He left, left that to the apostles, simple men that were wondering, the same thing as I did this morning. Why me, Lord? How, why did Jesus choose me to go out and share this word? I'm, I'm just a fisherman. You know, I got to share this, 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 and maybe I've shared it before, because as I was on one of the walks with Christ, a gentleman got up and shared his story, and, and uh, he said, you know, he didn't know what he could do because he was just a carpenter. Huh. <laughs> just a carpenter. You guys can do amazing things. There's other carpenters I think we know about. Um, so Jesus wants us to come here, get filled up with the word, and, uh, and then go out into the world and share that. Also through part of my walk experience, I, I, uh, I was got to a portion to lead one of those. And one of the things that the verses that spoke to me too is, and now is comes from Colossians um, 2. And now just as you accepted Christ as your Lord, you must continue to live in accord, obedience to him. Let your roots grow down into him and drop nourishment from him so you will go forth in faith, strong and vigorous in the truth you were taught. Let your lives overflow with the thanksgiving for all he has done. So we need to be in the word, fill ourselves up, just like we, you know, it's kind of the story of the, of the computer. The computer is only as good as the information that's put in. So when we put in good words and we put in the word of God, those are the things that are going to come out of us. And we need to be filled up with those so that we are able to share those appropriately when we go out from here. Okay. So this comes, brings me a, a little bit back to what I was talking about, about sharing God's word throughout the world and, and, and throughout the, our community. We are his hands and feet. How many of you uh, know what the mission statement is for the Colville Community Church? So how many of you know where to find the mission statement of the Colville Community Church? Now we've got a couple more hands there. That's good. At least, you know, that's the, you know, when you get to where I'm at, and the most of us here, um, we don't have to remember everything, but if we could remember where to find it, that would be the start. So our mission statement, if, if you guys get the salt shaker, and it's sent out to you an email, whatever. It is on the very front page of the Salt Shaker, each and every issue. And I'm going to share that mission statement with us, with you today. The purpose of Colville Community Church 
is to lead people to a healthy relationship with Jesus Christ, through whom we shall cultivate a loving, caring, healing fellowship oriented towards mission in the community and the world, who are supportive of one another by the sharing of love of Christ through spiritual material blessings, who desire that people will be one for Christ and have their needs fulfilled, and God's kingdom will come. I truly love parts of that, you know, our statement, but some that really are important to me as, as far as the Caldwell Community Church, and, and because I see, um, I see different churches, and, and they're they're doing programs inside their church, and they're having Bible studies and stuff. But but um, um, our 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 mission statement states it right here. He says um, that we strive to have people come and have a relationship with Christ. It doesn't say that we strive to have people come through our doors and sit here and become a member of our church. We put Christ first, not our church first. And that's a, to me, that's, that's a, a very uh, important thing as we go forward. There's so much power in just ta- taking the time to listen to just one or two individuals, and, and then maybe you'll get a chance to share your testimony. Your testimony, and the testimonies are, are important because people see you where you're at, and it's hard for them to relate. But you can share a testimony of where you've been and how changes it have in your life. Hey, there's hope for me too. There's hope for me too. And it begins to have that relationship. Jesus Christ shared often one-on-one and relied on those relationships to go on and change the world and change the community. Just like the time he spent with the, the woman at the well. Talked with her gently by herself. Um, explained to her that you know he had, a, he had a water that she couldn't draw from that well. It'll make her life better. When she finished there, she realized that this guy was the Messiah. And then she went on and shared that with those around her. He wants to do that with use us to do the same thing, to go out and share with those around us. <clears throat> okay. Well, let's take a I want you to take a little bit of opportunity here to 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 look inside of our church. And some of us know some of the things that go on and some of the things that where we get a chance to share and some do not. I put together a little bit of PowerPoint. I'm going to speak through this. But um, these are just a few of the places and opportunities that we have to share with Christ. You'll find the people of Colville Community Church working or volunteering in many, many places. We have people who are, who are working in the Caldwell Community College, the high school, the junior high, elementary schools, at Mount Carmel Hospital, the food bank, doing visitations, the Woodland Theater, in roles of coaching, our VBS, Bell Choir. We're out in that at the Northeast Washington Fair, <clears throat> Relay for Life, the Bible Studies, which 
include not just our own family, but others from other church families. Bethlehem Revisited, where we touch many, many lives. We have people who are involved in both the walk and journey communities. The Monday's Friendship Feast, Meals on Wheels, of an individual working on a medical school in, in uh, Uganda. AA, Al-Anon, Scouts, Kiwanis, Youth Center, CASA, the Ministerial Association, Summer Food Program, The Hub, Retirement Homes, Nursing Homes, serving as safety on safety committees, and on boards of department, like uh, the Department of Disabilities Board. People First, the Colville Library, Dollar for Scholars, Rotary, Rotary's Tree of Sharing, Habitat for Humanity, um, UMCOR, Operation Christmas Child, you know, um, Hope for the Children of Africa, the Warming Center, Community Thanksgiving, and I know I've left, left out a lot. So we have a vast amount of opportunities. We, you know, if you looked at the community, our community, and you looked at how many, and you see how many places we're we're at, we just get an opportunity to share with one or two of those, and then they get to share. We hope they become a relationship with Christ. They see something different in you, and I see that in the faces that are out here, and they're going to want to be on this team. They're going to be, want to be on Christ's team and realize that the team that they're on and the direction that they're headed may not be the right one, but there's hope. And that hope is in Jesus Christ. We need to be able to share that. We need to be able to share that with them. And, uh, and are these things making a difference? You know, I, th- I think they are. You know, and all, each and every one of us has been here and raised each other up in prayer, and we know we feel the power of prayer and uh, the importance of that. Let's take time to pray for our community prior to, and pray yourself up, prior to going to these different places and allow God to work through you. Does it make a difference? I think so. Um, I looked at our community, our Caldwell Community Church website, and there was a post from an individual there. It says, I love the church. They preach the truth. The people are very loving and have an and have awesome coffee, and a, and even a better Jesus. We do have an amazing Jesus, and uh, He puts His word in us, and He empowers us to do things that we didn't think we could ever do. And I thank you and praise you for the outreach that goes on from this church, unlike so many in, um, churches. We are um, out in there. And I've shared this before, you know, the church, after Sunday, the church is leaving the building. We're still God's church. We're just not here. But we're here to get refueled, filled up with his word, and re-energized to go on. If we don't do that, we'll just get worn out. But if we come in and allow him to to refuel us and regenerate us, um, amazing things will happen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for you being here with us. I thank you for the time that we get to share, share together and uh, and your words that just uh, flow into us 
Give us the ability to articulate those words back to those in need. And uh, let's invite them over to this team. Our team's not even close to being filled up. Not at all. There's room for more. And uh, we thank you and praise you for these opportunities. In Christ's name.